is a Bulldog Radio podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open, Taylor is going to take this one to the house. Touchdown, Bulldogs. We're back on track, the MVSP, Brandon Worth. Joe Nagy, yes, as sir. always. Banger episode on deck here in WBRN. Thanks yeah. for all tuning in. I know we on the radio. Yes, we are. And on Spotify and, and Apple. And everywhere else you get your podcast. Yes, we are. Got a great show in store for you. One of our great buddies, Jeffrey Walker, sports writer and operations man himself. Sports gambling aficionado. Oh, you already spoiled too much of it, Joe. Now they have to watch I got to keep him there, man. You got to now listen to the whole episode. I hooked him. I said it. Now I got to reel him in. Bring in the bats, big fella. Exactly. Gonna Speaking g- of, beautiful weather today. Oh, my god! Cannot gosh. wait to get out on the boat. So good. You're going on the boat already? Uh, I, I don't know if I'll fish, but I'll probably take the boat out yet. Dang. I ain't going to go wild, though. Yeah. It's supposed to snow on Monday. It is supposed to snow reason. on Monday. Thank you, Michigan. But, hey, man, it just be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. But great interview on deck. We yes, got sir. the Fair State Rundown, of course, to start it up. A lot of action this upcoming week as well as we end up decked. Whole lot. We look at softball playing already over the last couple of days. Some regional contests against Ashland and Ohio Dominican. Huge wins. Two and two overall over those four games. Certainly saw the hits on display. Shout out to Caitlin Orm. School record, 20 triples. 23 baggers. Four yeah, dog a hunt right there. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet record. So congrats to her as well as softball on the splits. And obviously saw the momentum strike right out of the gate against Ashland in game one. Dominance mm-hmm. with the bats, 8-3. Really got into a pitcher's duel in game two. Unfortunately, fell one nothing in that game. But you like to see that momentum, especially uh, in that first game. I mean, starting right out the shoot. That's yeah. what we like to see from this team is be the aggressors because that's where this team really starts to stack up wins. When you see the offense come right out of the gate and really put runs across the board, that gives them confidence in the aggression to be one of those real good teams that can string wins together. Especially seeing that the last three games with the second game against Purdue Northwest and the two games against Wisconsin Parks, I really struggled with getting the bats going. And I mean, we kind of struggled in game two against Ashland, but especially to see that we jumped out that fast and being able to really step on the gas a little bit near the end of the game, that was pretty huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, especially with this weekend coming up, Davenport as well as we'll play Grand Valley here coming up. home, baby. So those are going to be some big contests. We're going to need all the momentum we can get, um, especially from that game to uh, Ohio Dominican win after falling in game one. Um, so Coach Schumann's team starting to really starting to get the bats alive again yeah. after a little bit of a slump here. Stepping it up some. So that's going to be pretty much an ideal situation, especially going into the heart of the GLIAC schedule yeah. coming up. It's wild because next week, I mean, we'll probably talk about it as well, but they got to go to Grand Valley for one game. Yeah, because, because of, of the, the rain out. out thing. Yep. Rained out situation. Yeah, unfortunate that Mother Nature has to wreak havoc in the spring, but that's what we have to deal with. Yeah, you know how it be. On a daily basis. So that's the action from this week as well. As all of y'all, thank you for donating. For day one for for dogs. Appreciate Huge all time. of you. Uh, I believe the total number that we posted on our Twitter, if you haven't checked it out, by the way, all those that said we missed Wild Stat Wednesday, no, we did not. We, did not. we were waiting for the proper Wild Stat Wednesday from Day for Dogs. So it's uh, Wednesday yeah, yeah, in quotation yeah. marks. Mm-hmm. It's already out there. So if you thought we missed it, no, you missed it. Now you got to go find it on our social media at the MVSP to find out. Uh, but I think 
you saw the donations, especially. I mean, I love the great causes we have, especially with the university association. It's pretty Joe. big time, man. Like we step it up when it really comes to it. We support each other, which is really cool to see. Yeah, I mean the strikeout for cancer, of course, with uh, Dr. Pink throwing out the first pitch, uh-huh. and obviously wearing the uniforms. That was cool. Obviously, Dave for Dogs supporting not only athletics but academics and all the programs at Ferris State. I think there's like over 130, 150 causes. You could donate something for like that, yeah. it's for something. It was dogs. something absurd. Yeah. Raise a lot of money for that, especially a heart to heart coming up at the end of this next yep. week. If you're going to be out there, hey, why don't you go on over to Wink Arena on Tuesday and be able to hang out with us, be able to see the special uh, Area 5 Special Olympics athletes uh, have an inner squad match with uh, all the guy, all the men and women on the basketball teams here at Ferris. Yeah, it's going to be a Sixth really up. fun game. And I know like, yeah, you've heard the sales pitches and all that stuff. This is going to be a crazy game There's experience. A dunk contest. Some of the pretty soon. Yeah, some of the best Ferris athletes are going to be throwing down dunks at halftime as well as at the end of the game. You have some of the best athletes on the basketball floor pairing up with some of the best Special Olympians in the nation. Yeah. All going to be and playing like, in one game. And the game environment and experience. It gets wild in there, dude. Dude, we don't You've have. been a part of it, what, twice, three times already? Twice? For what? Our freshman year and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our freshman in last year? Yeah, yeah. Three times hyped, minus dude. COVID. Yeah, yeah so three times. Hyped. It I'll is tell a, you what. It gets wild. It is a hype game, and where's operations-wise, not trying to sneak anything away, but, you know, the NCAA, the GLIAC, they have rules on how you run a game and stuff. There's not there many no rules, rules for this. man. This is the Wild West. So if you want, like, an NBA game type of atmosphere. We can play music, artificial noise. We can mm-hmm. do whatever we want. We have unlimitations. And we're running it. So. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun game, and it's for a great cause. Oh, show so come out, out. Show out. Have a good time. Yeah. Next Tuesday, 7 o'clock tip-off. Don't want to miss it. Going to be a fun game, fun cause, fun everything. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Yes, so make sir. your way over to Wink Arena so you don't miss out on that. And it definitely will be. Men's golf is in action this week that as was- well. <laughs> as we keep the rundown going. That transition was absolutely Yeah, it was, it was so clean, wasn't it? Men's golf, like championship going down Friday all the way into Sunday, I believe, as they're going to be having that three-day tournament. There's a lot of lot of stuff online here, especially with a pretty challenging uh, uh, conference so far with Grand Valley kind of showing up here a little bit. Davenport's been really uh, playing some solid golf as well. So it's going to be a really solid time. I forget where it's at. Uh, it's down by the zoo. Herman. The zoo. Ah. Yes, according to ah. Coach Stark. Yeah. So uh, definitely going to be a fun matchup, I think, especially when you consider, um, when you look at especially like some of these teams have obviously played each other in recent matches. So obviously you're looking at where each other are in the leaderboard. Yeah. You're trying to see where you're stacking up in these tournaments. And of course, for the men, I mean, we got to see the top three teams already in a try meet when we had Davenport and Grand Valley when we face them, uh-huh. uh, mano y mano y mano. So you have all of this season preparing for this tournament because at the end of the day, the conference tournament, it's not the the, the biggest postseason game because obviously you want to get to regionals that get you to nationals, but the conference championship is something very prestigious. I mean, especially in our great conference of golf. It is a very, very good conference of golf, by the way. Honestly, for all sports to GLIAC, but we've already mentioned that enough on the show. This weekend is going to be a key testament, especially for the men's, yeah, to put together round one and keep it going. We know we can get round two, bounce back, and get We've ourselves in the position. It so far, round two or round three. Yeah, but we got to get it right out of the gate in round one. That can get us to a conference chip. So mm-hmm. that's going to be what it needs to take to beat some of these big teams coming up here this weekend. Yeah, and that's uh, for sure. And it's supposed to be a pretty nice as well. Uh, oh yeah, not Monday. 
Saturday and Sunday should be pretty all right for them to go on. Last thing here as well, we got men's and women's tennis in action this weekend. We got women's tennis at 10 a.m. on Friday, men's tennis at 1.30 on Friday, taking on Lake Superior State. And then the following day, they're going to be at Michigan Tech, uh, taking on the Huskies at 10 and 2. Yeah, going to be some great matchups, and you forgot one thing, Joe. What did I miss? You missed track and field. <sighs> I feel violated. I feel so bad, I'm just kidding. I feel so bad. You don't have to feel bad. I'm such a terrible co-host. No, dude. no, no, I'm no, such no. A terrible Here's co- the thing. No, no, dude, it's fine. I have, I'll take it to heart. I have a terrible co-host. It's fine. You don't have to say it. No, I'm not going to say dude, it. Dude, you played the sound. I know what it means. I'm playing it for the viewers. I know what this means. I know what the sound means. What are you trying to say, Joe? Nothing, man. Okay, just making sure. So, anyway, track and field. Going down to Bucknell. <laughs> Let's hear it, dude. A What's couple, going on? There are going to be some elite entries that yeah. will be going down there. So it won't be the whole team, but it will uh, be all, most of the top tier guys and ladies on the team in field events, in distance events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are actually a couple also going to be competing individually at some other meets oh, uh, sick, around the dude. state too. So we're going to get some good action in. Um, but Bucknell is going to be a really big meet for us, especially going down in Pennsylvania. It's going to be hot, uh, but it's going to be very blazing when it comes to the competition we have. Yeah, it's the times be, are going to be... St- Scorching hot. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's an invite only. You got to hit standards. Yeah. Everybody there's legit. So did it's gonna be fun. Did you get invited? I did get invited. Woo! Your boy Steve. High Lynn. five. So it's gonna be fun. A lot of a lot of records could be going down this weekend for sure. Compared That's to true. a lot of uh, some of the other meets around, I think there's gonna be a lot of people shooting for some fast times. It's gonna be fun. Gonna be found in Bucknell. Um. Anyway, we'll get to the interview here while me and Joe kind of figure out our. Friendship plans for the yeah, rest I was of the gonna say, We might have to just end the podcast after this episode. No, we, we can't do that. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 no. We'll hash this out. We'll come back with some good energy and, and we'll, we'll bury the hatchet at the break. There we go. So without further ado, let's swing it to the interview. Now joining us here in studio, he's back. He's been here before. Jeffrey Walker, sports reporter, operations extraordinaire, sitting down with us. Jeff, welcome back, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Jeff, first question for you, obviously working with athletics, uh, working for athletics with us. I mean, kind of talk about how you got that start of working with operations as well, just kind of what you do for athletics right now. So I got the start uh, this previous uh, fall semester um, just to gain some more experience, finish up an internship. Uh, and, you know, got to really liking it, doing the, the football setup. And, and you know, as, as things progressed, I continued to move up and, was part-time DJ, and then I got to be a game producer for hockey, which was pretty cool. It's a good way to, you know, I got a lot of experience under my belt in that operation side of the sense of athletics. So that's pretty much why I got my start and how I got my start. For sure. Yeah. Still and doing it now. Yeah. Still, yeah, still, still rocking along, man. Still rocking along. Still chugging. Still rocking. More to come from Jeff and us after the break. Now we're going to take a quick little one, and we'll be right back with the action. It's certainly been a long journey, I think, for all of us, obviously, as we've all known each other for a long time. It's far as me, you, and Joe, and the whole operations team. Um, when it comes down to what you enjoy most about operations, because some people, even like myself at times, don't want to set up chairs and tear down tables. That's no fun. But obviously, that's how the game must be produced, is you must have to have those things in place. When it comes to that, and that side of it, what are some of those things that you like about the operations that much that sometimes can trump the real dog days of being out in 80 degrees and having to do all that dirty work? Um, it's definitely tough, you know, especially when it's hot outside or super cold. But then when the, when the event starts and the game starts and you get to see 
you put this all together and now now they're out there playing on the field. Now you got fans out here in the stands, everyone's screaming, energy's electric, you know, it kind of trumps whatever, you know, bad situation you might be having to like I remember like times like when it was like super cold um during football and you're like sitting there freezing and then you just get the electricity of the crowd and the the football game is going on We're winning of course. And, of course, of course. I mean, it kind of warms you up because you're like, okay, now this is now you get to watch something you love, and then you also created everything in the behind scenes. You put it all together, and they're out there playing on something that you put together. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, for sure, and especially for working for the torch as well, being a reporter. I mean, what goes into each story for you, especially you know differences of like feature stories to also doing like reports and stuff like that. What is like kind of your process from start to finish on those different type of stories? So for just game recaps, I try to I try to kind of just watch the game unfold, and then I get to you know as as the game goes on, I look at you know the stats, who's having a good game, mm-hmm. and I keep it keep you know I try to keep an eye on that player to see what he's doing. Like, um, I remember during the Northern Michigan game when uh, Solomon Regbu was, like, going, like, insane from the free throw line. Like, you could tell he was, like, it was just he every time we got the ball, he was going right to the bucket. And I'm, I'm just keying in on that. So then, like, after the game, it gives you, like, something, like, the question just kind of popped in my mind. Like, when he missed that one free throw, they could have mm-hmm. sent it. To, you know, the game-winning uh, free throw. And we went overtime instead. I kind of was like, the question just popped in my mind. Like, I got to ask him, like, yeah, what was going through your mind when you missed that free throw? And then, you know, it kind of sets up, you know. So I just like to kind of like watch the game, see what's unfolding. And then the questions just kind of pop in my mind afterwards. And then, you know, putting, the, putting it together, just looking at the stats, um, getting the quotes from the coaches and the players. I kind of just like put it into one and then kind of like restructure it a little bit. But it all just kind of like flows like real easy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with um, the variety of different types of writing. Obviously, we do game recaps. I know you've done a couple feature stories. You did one of Marcus Taylor that I really loved this last year when we won the Natty, um, as well as special editions, opinions. What is your favorite piece to write, and what's your favorite thing to write about? Well, I, I know what your favorite thing to write about is basketball. I can tell you that. Oh, man, but, you know, bas- basketball is definitely fun to, you know, write about. Um, the f- my favorite piece that I did was – the Dang Rang story. Um, oh, that yes, that one too. That was a good one. It was not only just because, you know, we got the opportunity to, like, you know, interview him and um, you know, pick his brain about what he's been through, but then, like, right, like, a week before it was going to be released, comes out and he's not playing anymore. So, you know, I reached back out to him. Brody had me reach back out to him. And I actually got an exclusive where he told me, Tore my ACL again. Like, no one else had known that. And it dropped on my story that he tore his ACL again. Because it wasn't, nobody had came out and reported that through athletics. Mm. So when I'm at, I asked him, he just came out and said it. Like, tore my ACL. And then it was like kind of like me putting that story together. I had to restructure it a little bit. But like, see his journey and see like my journey. Because like, you kind of like worked on that for, I want to say it was about probably two months. Two months, we were, like, I would already, like, worked on it. And then we were, like, just trying to find, like, a good spot to release on. And then we found the date. He wasn't playing anymore. Why is he playing anymore? Towards ACL again. So, kind of, like, me, 
to be able to interview him. And he's like really cool. Like he's like answering all my questions, but he's like also like, he's like, yeah, man, like even though like this, you know, I have this injury, I'm not going to let it set me back. I'm going to keep pushing. I'll be here for my team. And like, it was like really cool to interview him. So putting that story together and having it released and how everything worked out was amazing. Mm -hmm. And especially, I mean, if people know you on a personal level, everybody knows uh, that you're quite the sports gambler as well. Has that uh, aspect of your of your leisure time kind of made its way into possibly making like a story about that? Have you kind of given that any thought? You know, um, I feel like if, if I was to make a story, you know, I had to make a story of, uh, you know, a good a good bet that I had and then a bad bet. Um, I'm still waiting on that real good bet to come because, you know. <laughs> say, life's been full of bad bets so far. Yeah. That good bet, still waiting on We got a couple, you know, a couple games where, you know, you, you, you win like 200, but then I'm like, where's that good bet where it's like a thousand plus and uh -huh. it's like, ah. You get that feeling like, oh my goodness, like so I almost hit the lottery. <laughs> it reels you in. You, you win 200 bucks and you're just like, I gotta get, I gotta gamble it again. I'm gonna I'm, hit it again. I'm telling you, man, because like, I remember, um, during the Super Bowl, I had a bet, um, and everything was hit. Yeah. Besides one thing, all I needed was a Devonte Smith touchdown. Oh, oh, boy. oh! He catches the ball. No one near him. Oh, I'm like, this is it. This is fourteen hundred dollars coming in my coming in my pocket right now. No. And then all of a sudden, takes two steps. Oh. He's two yards away from the end zone. I remember this play. He doesn't stress the ball out, but just steps out. And I'm like, ah, no. And, of course, he doesn't get an opportunity to score again. So, Wow. Saying, I think I also really had him scoring a touchdown in my parlay that I made for that game, and that was devastating. It's, it's, it is truly devastating when you have a bet that seems so, so close. To, like, it's, it's like this, there's no way this can't happen. And then, you know, something like that happens, and then, boom doesn't happen kind of breaks your heart a little bit yeah i mean especially for something that you put so much time into because i think like especially within the sports betting industry i mean you can go on youtube twitch you can go on almost any sports website and they have a section devoted straight to lines money lines bets you want to hit bets you need to fade all those sort of things and there's always it seems like all this information out there, but when it comes down to it, what are those things that, especially that you look for when you're necessarily looking at placing them as well as I feel like the experience of betting all together, it's not necessarily just about winning money. I think, cause I know I've talked to people, I've actually written a story about this. So I'd love to hear your perspective, picking back and off of what I found was that a lot of people that do it are in the sense of that's how they make sports more fun to them is they add a little wager along with it. Definitely. Like, I'm, I was already a sports junkie. I, I live it. Like, I just live sports. Like, that's like, I've been doing that my whole life. Don't want to stop. And then, you know, you get to the age of 21 and you're able to bet. Now you're like, you find yourself like, like really engaged, like even further into the game. Cause now you're like, you're trying to pay attention to like all these games at the same time. Like, I have games full of my phone, laptop, TV. I'm trying, I'm like, I want to make sure this bet hits and like, and I started like betting on like games of like a sports, like I'm not really familiar with, but like, I just want to see, I just want to see what happens. So <laughs> you're going to be up at 4am watching like cricket, cricket or like <laughs> badminton, like bat, badminton in China. Like, or I, I remember, watching rowing. 
like I'm not I'm not uh I don't have a huge hockey background, but they just had like this this promotion going to where they gave you a five dollar free bet to bet on hockey. And I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna put five dollars on a parlay and let's see what happens. End up winning a hundred and twenty dollars off of it. I'm like Jeez. I, I just blindly guessed. And I'm just paying attention. I'm like, I'm just looking at like, you know, my phone. I'm like, I just need this this last team to win. And I'm like, I don't know much about hockey, but I just <laughs> blindly pick these and it happens. I'm like, let's go. That's so, I mean, huge. Betting definitely like it definitely makes you want to like stay engaged further into the game. And then for me, like I go insane because I'm like, I'm look, looking at stats, looking at like previous games. What's the last seven games been like? What's the last 10 games be like? What are they like playing against this certain team? If like ESPN has like a certain stat to like, oh, this is what they usually have against this team. I look at that and I'm like trying to like put these bets together. Like, okay, if he's, if he scored 25 points per game against this team, then he's pretty much a lock for 25 points. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there's going to have to be a, I guess, I don't know how much time we got now, especially with, uh, with this uh, year going down, but I think there might have to be a little Jeffrey Betts section in the torch coming up uh, for these next couple of weeks, but we'll have to see. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Betts. Betts. Yay, there Jeff it is. Betts. Jeff Betts. It's already copyrighted. Already got the name. Trademarked, the restricted, name. it's done. It's we already gotta, done. It's got to make sure we get some space in there. Talk to Brody about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But Jeff, thanks so much for coming on. Last question for you here. What's been your favorite thing about being a Fair State Bulldog? Oh, man, the favorite thing about being a fair state bulldog, besides being able to be friends with you guys and be, you know, friends with everyone that's in the sports com program and, you know, kind of like how the, our relationships have built throughout this, you know, um, year, the years here is we're winners here in bulldog country. Yeah, it's easy, easy to report on stuff when we're winning. It's we get easy. dubs over here. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of teams get W's. We get W's, championships. That's what. That's what. That's what. Uh, that's one of the best. You know, parts of being, being a bulldog. For sure, man. And those dubs. For sure. Yeah, a tradition of excellence. Absolutely. That's what the bulldogs are. Jeff, thank you so much for stopping by, man. Thank it's always a pleasure Jeff. to have you. Thank you for having me. Big thanks to Jeff for stopping by the show. Always glad to have him on the show with us. And if anybody was wondering, me and Joe are a-okay. We threw a couple punches off screen, but it's fine. We're, we're beaten and bloodied, but the friendship is alive and well. So you don't got to worry about that. That's good. So make sure that you guys stay tuned if you are on WBRN. Sadly, the show's coming to an end. But you can catch the rest of the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts as well. Make sure you get the preset dial to WBRN. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our content coming up real soon. Yeah. Welcome back to the party, everybody. Back after the break here. Going to be hopping into the last little bit of the show. Going to be talking about... NBA playoffs playing yeah. tournament is coming to a close. Thunder and Timberwolves will be playing tomorrow uh, as we record this. And it's 4-13, 2023. They'll be playing on Friday. And then the Bulls and Heat also play Friday. So it's going to be a pretty solid shakeout for what's going to be going on for this playing tournament so far. Uh, a lot of teams uh, in here that I think could really have some really solid series so far as well. I mean, uh, Lakers already locked their spot against the Grizzlies uh, for round one. And then... Uh, Obviously, Thunder and Timberwolves are going to be trying to see who gets to play the Nuggets and basically have an early first round exit there. But I don't know the playoffs this year. The playoffs <laughs> this year, Brandon, like have just. I feel like a lot of teams have been surprising me with how well they've been playing. And I mean, also, I haven't been following the NBA as religiously as I did last year because I don't know why some of my 
favorite players kind of haven't been playing well. And just the Pistons have been so bad. True. Recently that, uh, you know, you don't really <laughs> want to watch them anymore. Yeah, so. true. Yeah, so obviously. <laughs> hey, uh, Dwayne Casey's gone. We're hey, on the up and up. Yeah, we're on the up and up. Eyes are playing, baby. Eyes yes, are playing. eyes are playing, eyes are playing for, for the Pistons, please. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, the Knicks coming in at five seed, Cavaliers coming in at the four seed as well. I mean, you don't really think the Cavs are going to be doing anything after LeBron left, but look at them go so far. I mean, especially Hawks dropped a little bit more than I thought they would be uh, with that seven spot, but they are able to get in because of the play-in tournament. But the one big one that I'm really looking forward to, Brandon, is the Kings versus Warriors. Oh, That yeah. one's going to be a crazy series. The Kings have been selling out. Smoothie King Arena is that is that what theirs is? Smoothie, Smoothie King? King. That sounds King. that sounds right. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Or that one? Or is that New Orleans? That's New Orleans. Oh shoot! Never mind. Forget Sacramento. Both had Demarcus Cousins at one point, so I got that. <laughs> but regardless, that's going to be a sick series that I'm probably going to be watching all the way through. Yeah, it's going to be a fun series. I think that's going to be the most viewed series that we've had in a long, long time. Just because when you look at the the teams. In their structure, they're yeah. both very exciting teams to watch. They're teams that offensively have a lot of weapons, a lot of firepower. It's Golden One Center, actually, now. Uh, the name of the Golden King ah. or the Golden Kings. Like what, the what am I talking about? Like the, the Sacramento Kings Center uh, is the Golden One Center. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, when you look at the, the Kings roster, I mean, this was a team that I thought after that DeMontis Sabonis trade, we're going into a rebuild. And then they made a couple other nice moves, a couple complimentary players. I thought they were going to be solid, but I didn't think they're going to be good enough to be where I they are at right now as the three seed in the Western Conference. I mean, that's how great that yeah. they've been. And Seeing I think that they also haven't made the playoffs since 2006. Right. right. It's like pretty crazy. And we look back, that's Paige Stoyakovich, Mike Bibby for all of those NBA connoisseurs out there. That's how far back we had <laughs> yeah. to go to remember one last time they made it. But when you look at what this team is structured with, obviously Sabonis down low, they have quite a few guys that are very good playmakers, shot makers, right? Deer and Fox, Kessler Edwards, or cause Kessler Edwards, if I can speak correctly, um, uh, as well as Keegan Murray. And you have so many young pieces around. Kevin Herter has been killing it. Kevin too. Herter. Oh my gosh, that guy's been shooting the lights out. Malik Monk's been a really good addition to that team as well. Um, you even have Matthew Delvadovo. That's the to, reason right there. That's the reason they're in the playoffs. Lock right there. down Steph Curry. They need Matthew Delvadova. I think that's the only reason they made that. Delhi's going to go wild, dude. They just that's, knew, that's the only reason they made the playoffs, dude. Delvadova probably should have won MVP over LeBron James when they won. Uh, that championship. Bro, wow. Matthew, that's a hot take, but Matthew Delvadova, sixth man of the year. Yeesh. That's not even a hot take. I don't even think he's their sixth man. I think he probably sits on the bench. He probably time, does. But. but anyway, he's he's still there and he's worth mentioning, but obviously going to have to compete with staff, going to have to deal with Clay, Draymond, and all that company. Um, so it's still going to be a good series. And then obviously the winner uh, will face the Grizz or the Lakers. So that's going to be a really fun matchup just to see uh, the Lakers, obviously, with LeBron after getting past the T-Wolves, uh, which I actually will make a bold prediction right now before this game starts that the Thunder will knock out the T-Wolves and will be the first 10 seed to make it. Uh, I think it'll be it. uh, a really fun series um, for the Thunder against the Nuggets, too, just because it'll be a lot of young talent yeah. on both those teams, especially with the Thunder and them rebuilding. Um, it's With Sam Presti's plethora of picks that he's had, holy cow, still has plenty also, by the way. Um, and then also you have the Nuggets with Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and company. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously with the Grizzlies and the Lakers, this is what everybody wants. They want the Warriors to win over the Kings, unfortunate, so that 
the Grizzlies can beat the Lakers, and then we get to see Draymond v. Dylan Brooks part two. I think that's what everybody uh, yeah, wants. That's pretty much. That's what pretty much what everybody yeah. wants. But I don't want. I don't actually want that to happen. I kind of want to see the Kings. That like that's the worst thing. Like I want the Kings to play somebody like the. Want to play somebody like the 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 Clippers potentially, so that like no offense to the Clippers, but like I want the allure of the Kings making it all the way. I just think the Warriors is not a great matchup for them. I mean, it's just yeah. not the best. It's not the anytime, best matchup. Anytime that the Warriors are in the playoffs, you know that they're. It doesn't really matter what their whole regular season is, as long as you got Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you're probably going to be in trouble. And now you got Jordan Poole, who's been playing out of his mind and has been picking up the slack, especially when Curry was out for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a really tall task, but I think they'll be able to do fine. The one thing I have noticed, though, a lot about, at least for the play-in tournament this year, is there is no deviation, really, maybe by one or two games of each of the nine, or seven, eight, nine, ten seeds. Oh, yeah, they were all pretty They're much within, right like, there. within, like, one or two games of each other, and it's kind of wild to see because it's Weird how like that much of a difference can make from when you're the Lakers or sorry, when you're the Pelicans, you're 42 and 40 and you're playing uh, the Thunder who are 40 and 42. But then you're also playing the Timberwolves who have the same record as the Pelicans, but for some reason they're just right right under it. So it's just wild to see uh, the discrepancy of how that worked out. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. I just found, like, uh, as I was looking through the roster, there was the thing that popped up on, uh, like, Bing polls or whatever. Which Sacramento Kings player would you want on your team in a three-on-three tournament? 81% of the votage went to one player, and it was Darren Fox. Then nobody else wanted Tyrese Halliburton or Buddy Heald or anybody like that. So I guess that's just unfortunate for them. I mean... Yeah, that's tough, man. Also, Uh, by the way, isn't Tyrese Halliburton a pacer? I thought so. Is he not? So anymore? why is he on this as a is king? He not, is he not? Wait who a tweet, second. Who asked that? Uh, this was on Bing polls. Like, you know. Well, you it was Bing is what it is. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's Bing. They're screwing things up. Come on, Microsoft. What are we doing out here? Come on. This is trash. Anyway, uh, some other matchups that look very interesting. Uh, I think especially, or wait, no, it was Halpern actually traded Dude, I'm getting I'm getting my team tripped so up. I am so messed up right now. Hold up, hold up. We're settling this once and for all. I'm going to the Kings depth chart and I'm going to make sure that Tyrese Halliburton is an Indiana Pacer and not a Sacramento King. I am double checking right now. Here we go. Depth chart clicked and boom, there he is. Okay, I'm just making sure. So Microsoft Bing, you screwed up, my friend, and you got to fix your dang polls already. Stop messing with people. <laughs> anyway, uh, some other matchups, obviously, that'll be very intriguing. Uh, I think especially when you look on the other side, I know that was the first one I mentioned uh, when we introduced this segment was the Nets and the Sixers. I mean, how ironic is that where you get to see Harden play against the new look of the Nets after being a part of the old Nets? So I think that's kind of intriguing. And just, I mean, look at how it's, the Nets have played, man. It's wild to me how like they're like, okay, let's do this number where we just shovel out so much money to get all these players. And then it doesn't work. And then it's like, we got rid of a lot of these guys and some of like the locker room cancers. And now look how good we're playing. Yeah. It's just weird how like, how that works out because so many owners would be like, yeah, let's just shovel out and just go crazy with uh, getting these free agents that cost so much money. But then it turns out that they're just like way better off without them. Yeah. I, I think it just would be when you look at those two teams post- and pre the whole Katie Harden Kyrie team up. I mean, the Nets beforehand, 
weren't necessarily bad. They had tried that experiment before, obviously, with bringing Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett to there the first time. That yeah. blew up. Then they went through a little bit of a dead period. Then they went back and tried it again. And obviously now they've learned their lesson a second time. But I think when it comes down to the Nets, I think that their team and their chemistry has all kind of been emulated by this whole situation to where it's brought them to a point together. Because I think when you look at, I mean, obviously when you look at this team, like up through down, you have Spencer Dinwiddie, you have Michael Bridges. Hopefully they have Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith available for the playoffs. Um, Then you have Nick Claxton there as well, Cam Thomas. Like all these guys, a lot of them were brought over in that trade. So obviously McCall Bridges, Cameron Johnson coming over from the Suns in the KD deal. Like those guys are all in the thick of it together of like, yeah, we kind of got thrown into this. Let's make something out of it. And they've all really kind of rallied around. Joe Harris is really the only true Brooklyn net over the last couple of seasons that has been consistently around. And maybe Spencer Dinwiddie, obviously he's kind of had his stint out and then back and whatnot. But like, he's the, he's the only guy that's really, I think like if I look at it there, he's like one of the main, only one, only main players that is still on the nets outside of Nick Claxton that has been there through the whole season so far. Everybody yeah. else has been traded for, traded back. And I mean, just the fact that they've been able to get that chemistry that fast is what's super impressive to me. Because when you see this in the NBA all the time, obviously look where the Mavericks are at. They're sitting on their, they're sitting on their lazy boys right now with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. They messed up the chemistry. They let go with some of the players that were going to make them an elite team. Spencer Dinwiddie was on that list. Now look where it's put them. Now they're in trouble. So how much is it worth ruining the chemistry to go get that star player? To me, I've always been the chemistry guy. And that's why I always root for teams like the Nuggets every year. Uh, I really like the Suns, especially. Uh, maybe I mean, I love, I still like them with KD, but I think I like them a little less now that they did that route because I liked them when they had the whole chemistry together, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and so forth. But I think when it comes down to it, the Nets making the playoffs this year through the whole crap that they had to go through, the entirety with Ben Simmons still there, I think that's probably the most impressive team in this field. I don't think they're going to go as far this year, unfortunately, but I think that their ability to make the playoffs after trudging through the mud with this whole thing, I think is one of the most impressive things in all of basketball right now. Yeah. Rooting for rooting for those guys who like all of them are great basketball players, but rooting for the ones that just don't have like that clear cut standout player. That's just was like, they're shelling out so much money for is always fun to see because it's like kind of beats like everything that people usually think about when it comes to professional sports, when you want to have that franchise player, uh, when you really just kind of just have a lot of glue guys who are able to play their roles really well, which is kind of what really sets them up for success, you know? And that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to at least seeing with like the Cavs and stuff because they still have Kevin Love, they have Colin Sexton, but they're a team that like, I feel like it's just a lot of guys who know their role and have been playing really well. They got a 51 31 record. And to be able to see that, especially, what is it, three, four years after LeBron left, right? Is it four? Uh, is it more than that? It's been more than that. Really? Wait, is, wasn't it 2018? Was it 2018? That he thought, left? Yeah. Jeez, dude. I want to say it was, yeah, 2018. I could be. Jeez, I, somebody's got to fact check me here. Time but flies I, when you're having fun. But no, yeah, no to kidding. be able to see, I mean, the drought that they had and then to be able to get back in it, that's wild. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that because you'll be able to see a lot of Solid play from them. And especially with the Cavs and Knicks, 
I pray for the city of New York because if you watched a video of the Knicks on the season opener that they won, they were going around like they won the championship. Yeah. And to be able to see them, if they get a playoff win, there's probably going to be riots in the streets and cars flipped and <laughs> buildings burnt down for Literally. how wild they're going to be going. Literally. It'll be that crazy. But I mean, this will be a really good, uh, I think it'll be a really good postseason. Uh, as far as like early, if we're doing early predictions here to round out the show, uh, I think definitely with the the teams that I'm looking at right now, uh, I want I I keep thinking that the 76ers. It always seems like it should be their year, and it should be the year that they win it all the Process, way. Baby. But that always ends up coming short, and somebody gets injured, and then and be out on an island, and he's screwed. So like, it feels like when that and Harden, like it's got to be sooner than later. So it's like I want them to make it and play the Bucks potentially. Uh, even though I would love to see another Cavs Milwaukee Bucks series, I think that the series that we had earlier this season doesn't do it justice. But uh, I think when you see the teams on this list, I think obviously the Bucks are going to be up there. Uh, the Celtics and the 76ers, I think, are the teams that you're watching. Out of that, maybe you could make a dark horse pick for uh, an example, potentially like if the Heat were able to play the, the the Bucks and use their defense to get by them, that could spring up some some a little bit of a little bit of spice, if you will. Uh, but I think right now, I think I mean the Bucks and the Celtics again would make perfect sense to see another Eastern Conference final. Maybe you can throw the 76ers in there. It seems really chalk. The other side, though, I think it'll be very much more interesting. Obviously, the Nuggets. Uh, at the one seed they'll play. Probably looks like the T-Wolves of Thunder. I'll say the Thunder. I'll also say that the uh, the Heat, um, I believe, will beat the Bulls to get to um, Milwaukee. Uh, but I think the Suns at a four seed is pretty deadly as well um, as potential. I don't honestly think right now, um, as much as I want to pick the Kings, I think that the Warriors might knock them out in seven um, or five, I think. So I think when you look at those teams or those matchups, I think that's a coin flip. Uh, it seems like the Western Conference is more of a coin flip, to be honest, when you look at matchups on paper. Uh, but I think if you're looking at any upsets that teams that can make a dark horse run, the Lakers because of LeBron, I don't think they're as strong of a team this year, unfortunately. Uh, I think they could be another Western. They could make a con- Western Conference Finals team to play a team potentially down the road, uh, like the Suns, for example, or the Nuggets. Uh, but, I mean, it certainly could be very interesting to see uh, how far they could get as well as try to get by the Grizzlies. But uh, if I were to make a Finals prediction right now based off this bracket, um, I'll, 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 you know what? I'll just go for it. This is the year. Trust the process. 76 you think 76 make the finals. Screw it. Why not? I want to I, I pick a new team. So I'm going to pick the 76ers ready, ready for this. I'm going to pick the 76ers by the Suns. Why not? I, I have two people that I want to pick. I want the Knicks for the main reason. I want Stephen A. Smith just to go wild. Yes. On literally every show that he's on and you just try to instigate about how the Knicks are better than everybody else. And for them to win, how wild he would get and out of pocket, it would just be music to my ears. I would love to watch that. But if I'm being real, I would like to see, as a dark horse, I would like to see the Suns as a redemption tour from last season because I think that's what they really need. But if I'm being real with you, Kings all the way. Light the beam. Light the beam all the way. I think they got what it takes. Their only problem, I think, if they get it past round one, I think really the only person, the only team that they're going to be struggling with is the Nuggets. Yeah, if you're if you're being honest, because I mean the Grizzlies, they're good, but I feel like they're just not as consistent as the Kings, and I feel like the Kings can just flip it on. Right, there's away. a lot going on over there right now too. Yeah. So, 
Is that parade inside my city? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Skip Bayless. It's a parade inside oh. my city. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Jeez, gosh. Skip. That was so good. That imitation is going to be a meme forever. It will. For always. the next three It'll years. It'll always be a meme. At least. You kidding me? It's a parade inside my, my city? city. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Would we want the Grizzlies to make it all the way and play the Bucks just so we could have it's a parade inside It'll my city? So yeah, cool. yeah. On a national spotlight in the NBA finals? Yeah, I would hope so. That That'd would be, be sick. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, Go to YouTube and just search Skip Bayless. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah, that's all you need to. That's all you need to search, and you'll you'll have enough entertainment as it is. Because it is so freaking funny that he said that on air, like it was not serious even, it's tone. Not even close. No, <laughs> it's not even close. To the actual thing. No, it's paradise, right? It's a it's a parade, but the way he it's the way it's is like it's a parade inside my city. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that. Thing. But he goes like. But so, he I, makes it so white yeah, is what he does. He's like, it's a parade my inside city? my yeah. city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but somebody messed that up, right? You were talking about paradise. Yeah, somebody some said paradise. High school player was like, it's paradise in my city. And I was just like, like oh, that's not it. the quote. That's not the quote, my guy. That's not the quote. <laughs> so close. But yet so, so close, yet so far away. Oh, my gosh. That's hysterical. So, yeah, there's our storyline picks. We'll get into our true picks here next week or the week after when we start seeing what teams make it to the semifinals. So that's going to do it for us today. What a great show, Joe. Yeah, it's pretty solid today. Fantastic. I've been recording for the last four hours, and this was certainly the best hour of it. So, Yep. That is big time, man. Way to put that work in. Oh, yeah. the grindstone. Grind is certainly the journey. I think that's a quote. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely not. But Let's make it It's one. all about the work you put in is work. The end that... End goal you get is worth the work that you put in. Absolutely. That makes and sense. And we're going to end the show on that Be one. sure to subscribe at the MBSP. We're off the rails and we got to get out of here. Yeah, we're struggling here. Be sure you guys subscribe. And until next time. Take care, everybody. 